Well, good to see all of you tonight. Delighted you can be with us here this evening. Amen. Praise God. I am so thankful that it's raining. You know, the rain is godly. I, didn't know, I don't know if you realize that or not, but uh, it has just really changed the complexion of uh, the crops and everything. And of course, when you live in an agricultural environment, that's kind of important. So uh, we, can, we can rejoice in that. Amen. We're going to uh, change it up here a little bit this evening. Uh, we're going to go ahead and receive our evening offering uh, on the front end. I wanted to uh, share a verse of scripture that I know many, most of you are all uh, familiar with. It comes from Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 24. The Bible says, and this is the uh, English Standard Version I'm reading from, it says, One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should, what he should give, and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and the one who waters will himself be watered. And, you know, it's just a divine principle in the scriptures that talks about sowing and reaping. And, you know, whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And that's true in any given area uh, of our lives. I was just talking with someone, um, um, just uh, trying to think about, uh, having a hard time remembering who the person was. But anyway, they were talking about all their lives, how that they had, they had sown, 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 and now they're reaping, 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 reaping. So, and I'm, talking, I'm not talking about it in a monetary way. I'm just talking about relationally and, and how that works, you know. So, you know, if you, if you sow kindness, you'll get kindness. Now, that's not to say that the devil won't show up with, with some unsuspecting person and try to ruin your day. But you know what? Praise God. You always reap what you sow. And so as we scatter, the Bible says that we will yet increase. And so I just encourage you this evening as we're giving in the offering tonight that uh, you would do that with that in mind. And let's believe God together. You know the whole how-to and things of that nature. So if you brought a gift like this, let's raise our device or our offering or whatever up and we'll pray. Father, we love you so much. We're so grateful, Father, for our church we thank you that you raised this up in the middle of a cornfield for a divine purpose decades ago. It was in your heart and in your mind before the foundation of the world. And what a privilege it is for us in our generation to be a part of something that you're doing, Lord, in these last days to, to reap a harvest before Jesus comes. And so as we sow into the kingdom tonight, as we sow in this offering, I want to thank you in advance, Father, for your grace in every family, every individual, every person that's participating. And I want to thank you, Father God, for your blessing in their lives that as they sow, they will reap. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, if you could pass the buckets to those that are needing them. Thank you. <clears throat> Praise God. Well, last week we uh, had a scheduled guest, uh, Matt and his wife, uh, Angela, come visit with you about things that are going on in Africa, uh, specifically in Uganda. And then all of a sudden, Lindsay and Bertico showed up. And so uh, many of you, uh, I think, know uh, this couple and uh, may some of you may not, but they are in the Dominican Republic. Actually, they're in Haiti, to be more specific. Uh, but they're back, I guess you would call leave, furlough, whatever you want to call it. They're back in the U.S. for a little bit. Bertico's ready to go home. We had, we had dinner, you know, uh, before service. And he goes, hmm, you know, let's go. You know, but uh, uh, 
you know, if you're where you love to be, then that's the way it goes. But we're delighted to be able to have them. So anyway, having said that, I just decided, you know, I, we talked to uh, Lindsay uh, earlier in the week and said, hey, why don't you share a little bit about what's going on? And uh, so she said, sure, I'd love to do that. And uh, so we're just going to invite her to come. I don't know, are you both coming? Just one of you? Yeah, to begin with. Well, let's give them a warm welcome as they come to share this evening. Praise the Lord. Amen. People that know us already know that I'm the talker, so I'll hand the mic to him first. Well, hello, sister and brother. <laughs> God bless you guys. Well, before when I'm coming here and I speak any English, I try better now that year. Every year different for me, you know. Uh, <clears throat> well, I want to say thank you first, you guys. We, we appreciate you guys pray for us and support us. I want to say thank you so much with my heart. If I start spreading everything when I have in my heart when I'm doing Haiti, you guys say, oh, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, part of my life is over there in Haiti. I'm right here right now in my heart and everything, my, my spirit is in Haiti because all the kids, all the children suffering right now. And we, you guys, I like it, you guys pray for us to be safety and good for us to be more energized to do what we do in another country. And that country needs a lot. They suffer a lot of stuff over there, kidnapping, uh, children dying for malnutrition, and it's hard to see that people do that right now. I leave it with my wife. My son is over there, Corbin. You, I don't know if you guys met my, my, my son, but my wife, Lindsay, want to talk to you about more about the stuff in Haiti. For next year, believe me, I'll be better to speak more English. <laughs> but it's plenty of my heart. Also, before he, sorry, it's loud. Uh, before he goes, I've, those that follow me on Facebook, Bertico actually just graduated with his high school diploma. He just finished. Um, I'm super proud of him. He had to drop out of school when he was very young. He grew up, you know, in a third world country to drop out of school and take care of his family. And it's been a long road. And I'm super proud of you. But he just took his national exams and we just found out. So really, really proud of Bertico to accomplish that. Because a lot of people say, don't do it. You don't need to do it. And so good job. On top of working full time, being a husband, being a dad, um, and all that as well. So we actually have a little video to show you. There, a lot of people know us, but some people don't. Um, we've been coming to church here for, oh my gosh, I don't know, even before we were married, almost 15 years probably. Um, I know I look like I'm 21, but I'm really not. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, we work for a Christian nonprofit organization in Haiti. Um, and so I have a video that we're going to show, and it's going to share a little bit more about what we do, tangibly do. So we're not pastors. Um, I know that you have amazing pastors here, and everybody is blessed with different gifts. And so what Bertico does is he oversees all the infrastructure on this campus. Um, and so our main ministry is children. Everything we do is based on serving um, and discipling children in the Lord. And there's a children's home, a school, a church, and a hospital. And so Bertico oversees 
all of the electricity, all of the plumbing, all of the Wi-Fi, two generators, the solar panel system, everything. So if one thing goes down, he's in charge of doing that. So that's what he does. And then I am one of the directors of the pediatric hospital. So I'm going to show you a video and narrate a little bit through it so you guys can kind of see. And then I'm going to share what God's doing now um, in our ministry. overlooks the village where we live in Haiti. I'm going to talk a lot about the state of the country that Haiti's in, but this just shows active rioting and demonstrations in the town where we work. So these pictures are of the same child when they come in before and then after they receive treatment. He's never failing. He's never People are living without uh, running water, uh, without electricity, that maybe medical care. This is the same child when they came in and when they were discharged. 
always has a smile on his face. These are our generators that he maintains. We have no city power or city water, so we run only off of generators. This is uh, Corbin's debut. He's holding a flashlight. So it's a family affair. This is the installment of new solar panels. son Corbin who's very involved him at school helping out on campus he's in the way he's in the way this is our home life he's in the way. with the kids on campus he's in the way. so last year a huge need was a car we were we had been using a motorcycle for five years. Groceries, anything, taking Corbin to school, um, crossing the border back and forth from the DR. Here I am coming home with groceries. My little dog is strapped to me, everything. And so we were able to raise money and finally get a car last year, which is a huge, huge blessing. So as you can see, there is a lot going on in our ministry, and it's just absolutely amazing what God is doing. And I, of course, took all these notes, but then during worship, the first song, I was like, this is it. If you guys actually listen, I almost like need to play that song again, which we won't right now, but or later, I don't know. But that song, it says, um, the wonder-working God, he's too good not to believe. And then the other, another verse says, you don't tell me uh, he can't do it because he can do it. And I w it's just so hard to explain all the details of everything that God is doing in Haiti, but the song specifically talked about miracles. Now, I know sometimes in our everyday life, it's really hard to see miracles, but miracles are present here in Oakland, Iowa, and Griswold, Iowa, and Trainer and Council Bluffs, um, and all around the world. But I can't tell you how often I see miracles. Like I was getting, I always, it's goosebumps, but I know it's the Holy Spirit, <laughs> during the worship song, because it was talking about how God resurrects people from the dead. And of course, I'm not going by any of my notes now, but I wanted to share a story of something that literally just happened before I came here of a miracle. And it happened in our hospital. And of course, I didn't know about it until afterwards, but the nurses, they were running and running. They're like, Lindsay, you have got to hear what just happened in our emergency room. And I'm like, what just happened? And they said that this little child came in in the arms of their mom and the mom was crying and crying and crying saying I was on my way to the morgue I was taking my child to the morgue because my child died died can you imagine you're holding your child and you're taking your child to the morgue and they were redirected to us and they came in and you know our staff um, always tries to do something. And sometimes kids come in dead. 
And they took the child, and finally, after so much time, they were able to get an IV in. And immediately, immediately, once this child got a little bit of IV fluid, the child was dead and just woke up. Woke up. And, I mean, it kind of, like, shook everybody in a good way. And um, so they came and they told me, and I'm like, I have got to go talk to the mom. I have got to go meet this child. I got to see. And, and so I went down there and I sat and talked with the mom. And she said, you know, they were at another, another hospital and such and such happened. And basically they told her, you know, there's nothing we can do. Your child is going to die. And um, then they came to us. And I just think, how amazing is that? That one they believed in this song it says i believe i believe that god is a wonder working god what happens if she didn't believe what happens if she didn't believe and she said my child's dead i'm taking my child to the morgue and the child died well come come to find out the child was in a hypoglycemic coma her blood sugar was very low low enough to think that the child was dead and immediately as soon as she got some of that sugar she just woke up and not all of our cases are like that, but in that moment where a miracle happens, you don't know the walk that this mom is going through. You don't know her relationship with God, but that is the opportunity that you have to share the gospel and to share and say, your child is a miracle and God is real and he's a wonder working God. It's too good not to believe it. It's literally too good not to believe it. And um, she was like the talk of the hospital and the baby and everybody wanted to see her. And I think what an amazing testimony that is, not just for her mom, cause, you know, but her neighbors, the other patients that are in the hospital, the nurses, the doctors, whoever it is, that is a testimony to God's goodness and God's grace. And, and I think it's so hard to really articulate in words because sometimes we think that sharing the gospel has to look like this, A, B, C. <laughs> and so many times we think that we're not equipped to do it. I just listened to another sermon the other day, and he was really challenging us to share the gospel. And so many times I'm like, if somebody came up to me and said, I want you to go share the gospel to 10 people, I would be like, yeah, no, I don't think I can do that. Right? Like if, they, if someone challenged you to say, go into your work, go into your community, go share the gospel, could you do it? And I think sometimes we're intimidated or we think we're not qualified or that we don't have that ability to do that. But the fact is, is that we're all called. Where every single one of us is called. And I, I don't even know where I'm at in my notes. Um, and I won't read it all right now, but 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 31, it talks about God choosing us. And in that, in that passage, which I shouldn't paraphrase, but um, in that passage, it basically talks about how God doesn't choose the ones that look strong or that look fancy. God chooses the ones that are weak. And it's kind of like, well, why would God choose the ones that are weak? But to the world, it can look like a fancy coin. To the world, it can look like you're super strong in this and this. But that's not who God wants. God chooses, chooses us, the ones that we think aren't qualified or we don't know. 
And so in the ministry that we do in Haiti, um, I've been in multiple, multiple situations, and I'm sure Bertico could agree, where you literally are not qualified. You're not qualified. And you're like, how and why am I here? But God opens up the doors just like he did that day for this mom and this child to come to us in the hospital. And we use that opportunity. We use the fact that our hospital doors have never had to close to be that hope and to be that person to say, look at your child. Your child is a miracle. God made this happen. You know, we didn't make it happen. God did this. And, and encouraging them and equipping them to use that testimony to then share to their neighbors and so on and so on and so on. And so I have just felt like over this last year um, with everything that we do, um, especially in Haiti, that God has given us a lot of favor. If you're walking and you're calling and you're walking and what God has, has told you to do, even though sometimes you feel like you're not equipped, God gives you favor to do that, grace and favor. And time and time again in Haiti, I won't go through everything because I'm sure you guys hear about Haiti on the news, but two years ago, the president got assassinated. And since then, there's been absolutely no government. Um, gangs are controlling the country. And um, like Bertico had mentioned as well, there's active kidnapping going on. There's active <laughs> violence going on, um, rioting, fuel shortage. It's, it's a war. It's a war going on. So when you're in those types of conditions, how are you supposed to function normally? You know, but, but in the midst of all of that, I just look at, for me specifically because I'm in the hospital, that our doors have never been had to close. Never have, have to close. And that in itself is a miracle. And that allows us to continue ministering to people that are so desperate, that are living in this war zone, have nowhere else to go. They're literally carrying their kids to the morgue because they have nowhere else to go. But they, have, they do have somewhere to go in the midst of all of that. And God has given us so much favor and we're so incredibly grateful um, for all of that favor. In fact, we're actually growing in the midst of all this craziness, you think, well, how can you even grow when there's chaos going on? God, God can literally do anything. Um, and it goes back to this song, you know, the wonder-working God. It's, he's too good not to believe. But part of the song that I want to, like, encourage you guys, you have to believe it. You have to believe. I believe that he's a wonder-working God. I believe that he can do miracles. I believe that he gives us favor. You demand it. And I think for us, you know, in Haiti, we have to demand it and we have to believe it because we are living in this impossible situation where you're just like, how can God provide for us to open up a NICU? How? It seems, it, it is literally impossible to think about opening up a NICU. A NICU is a neonatal intensive care unit for these preemies. There's not one around us. Babies are dying left and right, so it's a huge need. How in the world, in the midst of all this chaos, are we able to do that? It's because God opens doors and gives us favor, and then that allows us to step through those doors 
and take advantage of that opportunity. But we have to believe it, and then we have to step through it, and then we have to do it. And so, um, so we're actually in the midst of, um, like I said, opening up a NICU. We're going to be opening up uh, September 1st. Um, so be praying over that because it is a, like I said, there's a, there's a physical war going on, but there is a spiritual warfare going on all the time. We're battling a lot of things um, in the spiritual realm, especially like things like voodoo. Um, and witch doctors, which are embedded into the culture of Haiti. We had another child, another miracle child, who she was sick for five years. She's 11 years old, so she was sick for five years. Her parents couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. Went to doctor after doctor, voodoo doctor after voodoo doctor. Couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. She was dwindling away. She probably, she was smaller than my son at 11. And she finally was able to make it to us, and we found out that she had type 1 diabetes. Um, and we were able to make a diagnosis and uh, treat her. But in that moment, it's not just about treating the physical illness. It's about using the opportunity that somehow God made a way, God gave us favor, God gave them favor and open doors for them to come to us so that now when they're in front of us, we have that opportunity to then go to them and share the love of the Lord, share the gospel, and do that through the ministry of medicine. And it's such a, it's such a privilege, especially in a hospital, because if you've ever been in the hospital, if you had your child in the hospital, it's one of the most vulnerable places and times that you can be in where you're emotional, um, you don't know what's going what's going on, um, all of these things. And so you really have to tread very lightly um, because it's such a sensitive thing. But also I think that God softens your heart in those situations as well, which allows you to, to connect and love. And I think, I mean, that's, I mean, to put the gospel simply <laughs> is to love. You love others in their suffering, and through that love, then you share with them what God's doing and what God has the power to do, and you equip them, and you pray for them, and then you continue to help guide them. And so that's really what we do, um, you know, in the hospital and on our campus. And I um, want to read a little quote from... Uh, from Priscilla Shire, because she had had a little thing that came up, and I was like, yes, this is it, about favor. She says, favor it is what opens doors that no man can shut. Favor is what puts you in places you know that you have no business being there. Favor is what sets you in positions that you know you are unqualified for. Favor is what makes it so that you are exactly where you are supposed to be to accomplish exactly what God has set you to do. It's what qualifies you. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have a diploma. You don't have um, to have the connections. You are just where God is opening up a door for you to be. You cannot be moved because you manage, uh, manufactured your way there, but because God's spirit has placed you there. And I mean, I think that's how I feel about Bertico and I. There's so many things sometimes we're like, I'm not qualified to run a NICU. 
I'm not qualified to do an OR. In some ways I am because I'm a nurse. <laughs> but in other ways, I'm like, why, God, do you have me here? But when the doors are open, again, back to the song, you have to believe it, you have to walk through it, and you have to do it. And it's just been amazing this last year. There's been a lot of turmoil in, in Haiti, like I said, um, where violence is, has increased and insecurities have increased. Um, but God is still moving, and God is still allowing us to grow in the hospital and in our ministry. And we continue to have favor in, in so many ways. Um, I just encourage all of you guys uh, to continue to listen to what God has like, called you to do. And that's sometimes really hard because sometimes people don't know what their purpose is. And that takes a lot of prayer and guidance and through experiences, and God will guide you. Um, but you need to be in touch with what your calling is so that God can help guide you and put you um, where he can use you. And honestly, he can use you anywhere. But God has been, again, very faithful to us and given us a lot of favor inside of our ministry and even outside. This last year, um, God has put a lot of individuals into our, our lives, um, young adults, where you could say it's not, quote, unquote, our job. But um, when God opens the door and God equips you, you, you move. And actually, right now, we have this young adult um, who is living with us. She's a, a young college student. And it's been amazing to see because I think sometimes, I mean, I'm a planner. Anybody that knows me, I'm a planner. I want to organize. I want to do all this stuff. And I think, okay, I'm called to be in the hospital, which I am, and I'm called to do this, this, and this, and that's what I'm going to do. And then God puts something else in front of you. <laughs> And you have to listen. I don't know how else to explain it, but you, you have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and see how God can use you in that particular situation. And so even with things like having the car, which of course changed our life dramatically from going from not having a car for five years to actually having a car. And with this particular um, young lady, she had a lot of medical things in the middle of the night where she would call me at midnight or one in the morning and had nobody. And it's not safe to go out at night. So how am I supposed to help her if I don't have a car? <laughs> it's really hard. And so with God providing for us, we're now able to minister to others. And so it's been really amazing to see how God has used something like a car. Because I think in our mind, especially in the States, everybody has a car. You don't really think about not having a car or using your car as a ministry. But for us, having a car is part of our ministry now. And so I can't tell you how many times I've used our car just to minister and help others. But this particular girl had gone through a lot, um, and I walked through a lot of medical things with her, and she was in a really hard living situation, and uh, we offered for her to live with us. And, and, and I think we, we that's... You know, not all of us can do that. Um, it depends on the situation and who it is and all of that. But I think it taught me to not just be so focused on the hospital, the hospital, the hospital, the hospital. You really have to be in tune with the people and the things or the experiences that God puts in your life and pray about it and say, how can we minister and really show the gospel to this person or to this um, situation that's going on. 
Because to me, that's how God has equipped me to share the gospel, is by having situations or people come to me and us being able to help them. Um, and so we're really thankful that we are able to help her. And for me, that's just been another huge part of our ministry there is not just maintenance and being in the hospital, but be, being able to do some one-on-one -on -one ministry with college students and people that have been put into our lives that we can help guide, pray for, and help through certain situations. And that then share, you know, shows them the love, um, of Christ and shows the gospel to them. And so there's a lot going on in Haiti. Um, Bertico has done a lot this last year as well. Um, he put in all new batteries for our inverter system. He installed 64 solar panels um, and he does all sorts of other things as well. And so one thing that he does when it, when it, uh, going back to doing one-on-one -on -one ministry is there's a lot of young adults, um, one young, yeah, Lubin said, one young, uh, young adult, he's still in high school, um, Bertico has known him since he was a baby, because we've been going to Haiti, well, I've been going to Haiti for 15 years, and he's been there probably for 20, and so this, this young boy is very, very keen on Bertico, and so any free time he has, Bertico is teaching him, and training him, and investing in his life, um, and through that just shows the love that he has for him, and that, again, is, is just showing the gospel. And so we just want to say thank you guys for all that you're doing. I know that this church is very mission-minded. I was able to listen to the uh, sermon last week that um, the missionaries from Africa were able to share. And there's so many missionaries. So you guys know that you are with us in Haiti. You are helping us share the gospel in the hospital. You're helping us so that we don't have to shut the doors to our hospital. And to me, that is the biggest blessing um, for the community, for the moms, and, and people that are so desperate that that's a lighthouse for them in, in order for them to come to be ministered to, to be taken care of. And so we just want to say thank you and We'll be here after service if you have any questions or want to visit with us. But, um, but yeah, just remember that God um, is a wonder-working God, but you have to believe it. And he is doing miracles all of the time. So you just need to keep your eye out and listen to the Holy Spirit and, um, and make sure that you guys know that you're chosen as well. And your ministry doesn't have to be in Haiti or in Africa. <laughs> Um, it's really anywhere. So we just want to say thank you, um, and God bless you. Yeah, you didn't even need to spend all that time doing that, did you? Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, um, for the two of them, we were when we had uh, dinner together. I said, "So where'd you guys meet?" Well, it was at the uh, hospital, I, I guess, or on the campus. And uh, in visiting with them, we uh, they had mentioned that they've been married. Well, Bertico didn't know, but they've been married for 12 years, <laughs> and uh, so he's going to do better on that, right? You're going to remember. And uh, I mean, I married these two, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so um, anyway, um, but we were talking about the fact that um, for over five years, they were on the campus, and that's where they lived, that's where they worked, that's where they 
I mean everything kind of 24-7. So now they've had the privilege of being, being able to actually have a residence of their own off the campus, which I think is so uh, healthy, you know, so that they can actually have their own life and things of that nature. So uh, wonderful what you guys are doing and keep up. You know, for a guy that just got his, his uh, high school diploma, it looks to me like he's got a little bit more on the stick than... <laughs> you know, a GED or whatever, or whatever, however it's defined. But uh, anyway, appreciate you guys and glad you could come back for a little bit and have a little respite and, and then uh, get after it again. So uh, we've given them an honorarium. Now, you might give some consideration to, you may support them already, or maybe you may think about, you know, a personal uh, thing where you might want to get involved with them, you know, on a monthly or quarterly or maybe once one-time gift or something like that just to help them because... You know, they have to go back and forth. They're actually, their home is in the Dominican Republic, but they work in Haiti. So they're going back and forth, you know, across the uh, border. And uh, so we're glad you got a car. Yeah. That, that whole concept that I seen there on the motorcycle, you know, uh, yeah, we're, we're glad that you've moved up on that. So, um, so anyway, we're going to uh, go ahead and dismiss. There isn't much point in me, you know, waxing eloquent or anything of that nature at this point. But uh, what I would say is I think that class might still be going on uh, with uh, marriage. So if you do, when you um, exit the sanctuary, be quiet in the foyer until they've dismissed. I'm, I'm going to guess they probably are going to come up on the hour and then they will be and we only got eight or nine minutes. It's still going on, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, maybe have your time of visiting here before you go out there. Okay. Let's everybody stand. We're going to pray together and uh, then we'll cut you loose. How about that? Praise God. Father, thank you for this couple and for their son, Corbin. Father, we're just grateful for them laying down their lives for something that you've placed within their hearts. We do thank you, Father, for your divine protection that you've given the angels charge over them to keep them in all their ways, that they dash not their foot against a stone. Thank you, Father, for your blessing, Father, that gives them the wisdom to know when to and when not to, when life is... Uh, placing these challenges in front of them. And so we just thank you, Father, for continuing to bless the work of their hand. Thank you for the growth and the development of this ministry that's in Haiti. And we just thank you for your blessing, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Praise God. All right, shake hands with the two, three, and you can be dismissed. Bless you.